Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. of the Racing Beats right here on the Bleed Podcast Network. I'm Jerry Bunkowski, and before I introduce our guest on today's show, I wanted to say this. When I began the Racing Beats Podcast in early February, sure, I wanted to have some of the biggest names in motorsports, and we have folks like Ray Everham, Rusty Wallace, Don Perdome, Kenny Bernstein, Cruz Pedregon, and so many more. But I also wanted to use the Racing Beat as a vehicle to inform listeners about things they may not know about or to pass along information that they may find useful in their own lives. That's why I'm very pleased to introduce today's guest, Jory Elliott, who has developed a very powerful message and organization to help those, particularly in the motorsports community, who may need help with mental health issues and challenges. While he is a full-time hockey coach in Ontario, Canada, Jory comes from a drag racing family, including being a former racer himself. He suffered a mental health issue a few years ago that prompted him to stop racing on the spot at the drag strip. But instead of continuing to suffer, he got help, and that help was part of the genesis to build his organization, Lift a Visor, so he could help give back. Jory's become a tireless advocate for those in motorsports who may need help in facing some of their own mental health challenges. And while Lift a Visor is indeed focused on motorsports, much of what Jory professes and advocates can help virtually anyone who has a mental health challenge or think they may be on the verge of having, or to help perhaps family members or friends that may be in distress. I think you're going to find what Jory has to say very informative. So without further ado, let's welcome in our guest on today's edition of The Racing Beat, Jory Elliott of Lift Advisor. Welcome back to The Racing Beat. I'm Jerry Bunkowski, and it's my pleasure on this episode to introduce Jory Elliott, and he has not only a very interesting message to, to put across, something that I, I don't think a lot of fans really realize. And in fact, a lot of people in motorsports don't really realize it. But Jory's got a really compelling uh, a story that he wants to share with us. And I've got a number of questions for him. So, Jory, first of all, thanks for joining us here on the Racing Beat Podcast. I appreciate it. Let's, let's tell the, the listeners, first of all, who you are and a little bit more about you know the the um, the effort you've got going right now to really bring attention and awareness to uh, well let's just get it go out in the open the mental health in motorsports I mean there's a lot of things that I think a lot of people don't really understand or realize uh, the the issue of mental health not just in motorsports or sports in general but just in life in general so let's start off with who you are and how you got you know. Uh, came up with this idea to start this, this effort. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here and I appreciate the opportunity, Jerry. Um, 
I'm a racing baby. So I was born into a racing family. Drag racing was our background. And um, my dad, uh, you know, spent a lot of his own money to pursue his dream and eventually qualified at the U.S. Nationals in Nitro Funny Car in 1993. Wow. Uh, and so I just traveled around with him all over uh, the U.S. and, and Canada uh, as a kid. I didn't play sports in the summer. I went to the racetrack uh, every weekend. And so it, it was a phenomenal upbringing. Um, but one of the things that I found, and I've gone through some personal challenges that involved mental health. And so um, being involved in the racing community and there's a stigma or, or an idea of like, you know, you got to be a tough guy and vulnerability is weakness. And there's a lot of things that go into the mindset of competing in motorsports, and um, as a as a hockey coach, a full-time hockey coach as my profession, um, I've started to uh, toy with the idea of can we still achieve uh, really great results in competitive environments um, while having compassion and and being vulnerable and and you know expressing our emotions in a healthy way instead of losing our minds about the smallest thing that happens. And um, we've all seen it in motorsport. We've seen it in regular life. We've seen it in, in all kinds of iterations in our lives. And so combining my personal experience with mental health um, and my motorsports background, uh, I thought just made sense. Uh, I see space for it in the motorsports community where um, we can help people feel supported who are maybe going through something. Um, but also help others grow into, you know, more comfort interacting with people who may be going through something. And so that was the real impetus behind it. I, I wanted to create something that that makes our community, the motorsports community that we all love uh, to be part of, uh, more compassionate, more supportive, more comforting for somebody who might be going through something. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be mental health. It's just a general consciousness for the the community. Um, but my focus, of course, is mental health because I have a background in that personally. Now, you've started recently uh, the Lift Advisor uh, organization. Tell me a little bit more about that. And, you know, I, obviously that's a, a foundation, if you will, or a platform, that's might be a better word, really getting that message out there to people. You know, I mean, again, we're talking about motorsports specifically, but this is something that can go across all platforms, athletic platforms, life in general, you know, that kind of thing. So, Tell me about how you started the Lift Advisor. It's really interesting that you bring up, you know, the applicability of this across so many different platforms. Um, the idea actually came from my coaching background in motor or in hockey. Um, there's an initiative called Lift the Mask, which is specific to hot ice hockey goaltenders. Uh, and the gentleman who created that uh, was the inspiration for Lift the Visor. Um, that initiative was created around mental health and performance for a specific group of people. And I feel, uh, I feel lucky to have come upon it in, in that uh, area of my life because of the support that it's provided me and the work I've been able to do to support it and other goaltenders uh, and people in the hockey community through it. And so looking at that and, and kind of analyzing how could I bring that to another community that I really love um, and help people in the process. Uh, that's how Lift the Visor came to be. And, um, you know, from a, a personal standpoint, uh, I went through uh, a mental health uh, period in my life where things were really bad. And I had a blowout at the racetrack over a tiny little thing that was absolutely 
ridiculous to have a blowout over. Um, and I quit racing altogether on the spot. Um, not in a healthy way. Um, and, uh, and it took me a couple of years before I could grasp again, how to come back and, and do that in a different way. And the, the thing that was most powerful when I first introduced lift the visor was that I didn't feel supported in the motorsports community in that moment that I had that blowout. I didn't think that there were others that were, you know, experiencing it similarly to me. Um, but what I've discovered through the creation of lift the visor is through people reaching out who were in that pit area on the same day uh, that I had that moment um, who, who are so grateful that this now exists to Oaken. If we never have that conversation, seeing a lift the visor decal on another race car, um, knowing that it exists, uh, being able to read someone else's story um, on our blog, like those things are incredibly, incredibly valuable. I know I found value in other people's experiences when I was uh, going through my mental health stuff at the darkest points. And so all of those things combined um, are what lift the visor is really all about now you raised some really interesting uh, uh points and i wanted to get more specific into some of these um not so much with your story but just in in general terms for listeners uh you know not only motorsports fans but certainly people in the motorsports industry or even people that are just you know listening to this podcast what are some of the signs i guess is probably the best way to phrase it that people might be having having motor um mental health challenges um, mental health concerns. They maybe feel inside that something's just not right. Uh, maybe it, you know it might be like a, a temper issue. It may be you know just there's all kinds of obviously various elements of of uh, mental health. What are some of the signs that you know you have kind of um, uh, addressed or positioned out there for people to say, yeah, maybe I'm I may be suffering through this. Mia or somebody I know is suffering through this. Here's what I should do. What are, you know, how we should maybe get some treatment, that kind of thing. You know, this is one of the challenges with mental health and people's comfort with it or understanding how it comes about is that it's not as easily diagnosable as taking an x-ray and being like, here's the thing that's wrong with you. Um, And so there's, so I call it the brain stew, Jerry. Like there's so many things, experiences in our lives Um, agreements that we've been given through our parents and our teachers and our bosses and all of these different things come together to form each person's unique experience in life or their brains do, um, I like to call it. And so, you know, there's what I would say is that a major change in somebody's um, attitude towards life or their their actions um, towards the negative would be a good indicator of somebody struggling with something. They're not maybe even sure that they're going through it. I know personally, when I was going through it, I just thought this was life trying to teach me a lesson or add something to my brain stew. Um, and it just didn't, didn't jive. And, and as with a lot of people who first experienced mental health, the people around me knew before I did that the wheels were coming off and, um, the the challenge approach it in a way that would be proactive or productive and and it would have been more confrontational and that wouldn't have gone well either so um you know i think i want to create an awareness uh, amongst people who are having those moments who are, are maybe you know overindulging on on bad food um because they're burying an emotion that they just don't want to deal with or um and they wouldn't normally do that. Or 
uh, having an outburst at, at the racetrack where they normally would be, it's their happy place, right? Um, or, or getting mad at a loved one when they normally wouldn't do that. Like there's all kinds of examples of, of uh, unusual behavior that I think comes as part of dealing with or going through some emotion that we maybe aren't equipped to deal with just yet. But the beautiful part of the whole thing is that we can learn to balance those emotions. It's normal to have emotion. You're a human, right? We're thinking beings who can create things with our mind. And so um, we can create good and bad in our minds. And, and knowing that um, becomes powerful because then you can kind of work through some of those scenarios and um, don't necessarily have to hopefully um, get as deep as some of us have in the past in order to learn that advice. If you can give me kind of like a timeline of how long you've had the ICTA visor, since you started with the visor, and can you talk a little bit about how you kind of shared your story and also the the uh, the impetus for lift advisor with other folks in the motorsport community. I mean, I, I get the uh, impression this is something really relatively brand new. Uh, you're you know really getting you're you're walking before you can run, but it's that's a good thing. You're just getting the awareness out there. Tell me a little bit about you know. Um, how have you been received so far and about how long has this been the uh, foundation been going or the organization been going? Yeah, so I, I actually came up with the idea in December of 2019 and did like what we would call a soft launch in the marketing world or the business world, um, but didn't do it in a way that was really authentic to me. I have a marketing background in motorsports and sponsorship PR and that sort of thing. So um, I've since my mental health battle I've been trying to find a different balance in the way that I approach things I always had the mindset of like you got to go out there and grind and like take what's yours and all this stuff and um, it's been a challenge to find that balance and so I introduced it in in the winter of 2020 had some conversations with people but didn't do it in a way that felt really organic I want this to be want it to be my thing yeah so uh, I started in 2020 and um I created it in a way that I, I wasn't really comfortable with. It didn't feel like the, the best um, process for introducing something like this. What I really want it to be is something that has a specific meaning to each person who grasps it. So it's not me telling you what it is. It's you looking at it and saying, this is what I take away from it. Uh, and that's the most important thing for me. And so over the course of last year, I lost um, one person who I went to high school with to suicide um, and two other people in the hockey community who were one a teammate and one a, a best friend, um, way too young to commit suicide. And that made me reevaluate, lift the visor, what I was doing with it, which was nothing at the time. I, I had just kind of sat on it and thought, how do I do this in a way that's organic? How do I introduce this to people in a way that they can take it and make it their own? Um, and so that little push from the universe or whatever you want to call it uh, with, with losing people that we shouldn't be losing made me bring it back. Um, and I came at it from a different angle where I wanted to give people something for the contributions they were making back to it. So I went out and spent my own money and had decals made um, that I could then raise funds from in order to support it, but also be putting that message out into the motorsports community. So if somebody's walking through the pits and they see that decal on a race car, it doesn't necessarily have to ever end in a conversation or sharing. It's just that supportiveness. And, uh, and that really resonated with me and it felt good. And 
the response that I've received so far and the, the, the width or the spread of this um, has been incredible. It's something I couldn't even force into existence if I tried. And this is, you know, this is the learning process for me too, is understanding that being forceful isn't always the, the answer to getting the result that you want. And so, so far, just in this, this, you know, two months since I've sort of reintroduced it and, and made it that more organic grassroots type feel. I've had conversations with people all over North America, some really deep conversations, some people not willing to share yet, but really thankful that this exists and it's, it's doing what it's doing. Um, and that's, I mean, you can probably hear my voice crackling a little bit. I just, that's what it's about for me is just people feeling more comfortable knowing that someone's there to support them uh, in their, on their journey and right. that we're all going to get through this together. And, and so far uh, I've sent decals to Indianapolis, uh, Texas, uh, just outside of Chicago, Illinois, and we've got them all over Ontario, Canada too, which is my home base. So now because you uh, have a background in drag racing um, to me, it's a natural fit for you to you know, have an involvement maybe eventually with NHRA because there's so many sportsman racers, you know, at the grassroots level and something even with NASCAR, I mean, they've got grassroots racing as well too. <clears throat> Is that kind of like the next um, direction you want to take uh, lift the visor in to really start going at, you know, at the, um, the smaller ranks? Because, you know, it'd be next to impossible to walk into NASCAR's door and say, you know, I want to you know, uh, deal with the, top guys in NASCAR Cup, you, you've got to build before you can, you know, or walk before you can run, like I said. Um, is that kind of the next uh, direction you want to go is start working with, you know, tracks or sanctioning bodies or uh, things like that to really get the message out? Because in, in just a short period of time that you've had the lift advisor going, as you mentioned, you've had a, a great outpouring of, of people. And I would assume a lot of that's through word of mouth. But I mean, once a, a formal thing gets going, well, this could take off like wildfire. That's you're sharing the same consensus most people are about it. And um, you know, we talked about my for people to grab on to. And um, I think that you know what I've seen so far. I actually had an order the other day for 50 decals from a, a local racing series who wants to offer those up to their membership. Um, I've got a race promoter who who has a, a two big events in in Canada, one out west and one in Ontario who's reached out about doing something this summer. Uh, and I really do believe you're exactly right, Jerry, that the grassroots connection is what's going to be the thing that makes this grow, that, that drives it. Um, being at the track, you know, whether it's in Ontario or Texas or wherever, and, and people seeing it and feeling like there's something there that they can grab onto, that's really how it's going to grow. And um, there have been, you know, there there have been, uh, motorsports competitors at the highest levels over the years that have shared some, you know, semblance of a mental health story or um, have have contributed to this movement. But now we've uh, created something that I guess everybody can kind of relate to. And I, I hope that there is an embracing of it at the highest levels someday, because I think that, you know, regardless of, of what we think about that, um, that is the biggest impact uh, for the general public. That's why sponsors are at that level spending that kind of money because the eyeballs are there and the attention is there. Um, and I think that 
you know, that impact would be massive, but I, I, I know that we're going to have a, a great impact uh, in the grassroots community too. And I have a very strong feeling that it's going to be massive before it ever gets to the point that a top level driver is embracing it. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, one guy I want to talk to you specifically about, um, and this came out oh, about a year or so ago, uh, Bubba Wallace from the NASCAR Cup Series. You know, he had some mental health issues or challenges, if you will, and he was very vocal about it. He came out about the depression, about, you know, the way he was treated, how he didn't know how to uh, respond, how he didn't know how to get help and that kind of thing. Uh, do you recall that? And, you know, was that kind of sort of in the, the formation, if you will, of Lift Advisor that, you know, here's a, a you know, a, a top driver in the you know, NASCAR's top series, you know, his boss is Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. But he wasn't afraid to come out. I mean, he was crying. I remember when he first, you know, revealed all this that he was, you know, he was very emotional. But it was very good that he not only came out about that, but it was very therapeutic for him as well, too. I mean, did you follow his his story, and did that have any impact in the lifting advisor or in the efforts that you're trying to put forth? I definitely uh, paid very big attention to that story. I think, um, you know, there's a, a theme in the um, mental health support uh, world uh, that kind of keeps showing itself. And it's that a story like that comes out um, and it's really beneficial to those who are struggling, but then it goes away yeah, right. and it disappears completely from people's consciousness. And one of the challenges of mental health is that every day, um, if you're really deep into a dark place, it keeps beating you down. And so you need those reminders every day that there's support for you or that there's, there's somebody that cares or that there's a way out of this. And um, that, you know, seeing those and there's a whole bunch of those fragmented stories out there that are beautiful, that they've been shared, but there's no consistency in um, where somebody can go to feel supported within the motorsports community and a lot of other sporting communities. And so lift the visor will hopefully bring that together and um you know there's there's a desire on my part to share those stories as they become uh as as new ones arise uh and make sure that we're linking everything together um but yeah absolutely there's there's a number of those stories uh some older some newer uh, bubba wallace is probably being the most recent that made headlines as far as a mental health um, situation that he was comfortable sharing um, that definitely had relevance to others who are struggling. In, in lifting the or in, in lifting the visor and going forward, are you, I mean, the drag racing world is so vast and people from virtually every walk of life, especially on the grassroots level, are you, some of your plans to get, you know, fellow racers or um, who are also, professionals in you know the medical field the mental health field uh, to get them to kind of be uh, for lack of a better word mentors if you will or advisors to really help people who do need help you mean are you trying to pull all that kind of together, pull that together as well too yeah I I think uh, in a, a couple ways um, I'd like to move forward with that I think it's important that uh, one of the main things I wanted this to be about was sharing my experiences, but also letting people know that my experience is unique to me. There may be things within my experience that you could use to help you. And there may be things that are completely useless that I did. 
um, or that I do. And so uh, a, a clinical perspective uh, on techniques or um, ideas that may work would be incredibly helpful. Um, and I think that that will happen naturally as this grows and, and people come to it. Um, there will be there will be people in the motorsports community who feel the need to support this from their position of expertise. Uh, and the second part of the answer is I would love to get to the point where um, we're generating enough uh, funding to support people getting that first um, uh, level of support from the clinical side. So if they're feeling like they need to talk to somebody, here's a resource that that first visit or that first chat is funded by Lift the Visor. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, missing pieces in the puzzle of mental health right now. And, and support is one of them. And people being able to afford that support if they can find it is another one. And so um, looking at that and understanding the responsibility of, and it's not really a responsibility, but I take it on as a responsibility to help people um, through this, I think that, you know, being able to put something in place that gives them access without the financial restriction of it uh, would be incredibly beneficial. We're a long ways from that, Jerry, but that's a, you know, that's a long-term goal for this is to be able to have people be supported on their journey when they need it. Uh, Jory, before I let you go, I definitely want to uh, get your contact information out there to people if they want to reach out to Lift Advisor, they want to reach out to you. How, how do they, and also how do they get more information about the lift, the lift advisor effort? Um, you know, how, what's, what's the best way they can reach out to you? I think, you know, for me, uh, I find social media to be a great um, introductory platform because we've got lots of content there that I've been creating. Uh, I share a lot of things from other mental health uh, accounts and providers that I feel is of value. Um, and uh, it's as simple as at lift the visor uh, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, we're, we're there. Um, and, and that'll help people kind of, it'll guide them to our blog. It'll guide them to donate it. It'll guide them to um, purchase decals if that's stuff of interest to them. But the main bulk of what I'm doing is on social right now. Is there a dedicated website you've already have like the Fidelic Well to? So I've created the website liftthevisor.com so that I can start building the, the search engine optimization behind that. And not to get too technical <laughs> with you, but um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's like you said, walk before I run. So my initial investment was in those decals to give people something in return for their donations and to start creating that supportive environment. The next step is to, to give it a home on the internet where everybody can access it. Um, regardless of whether they're on social or not. And, and that's, a, that's another step in the right direction for this, you know, movement to gain traction. And, and that's all because of people contributing to it thus far. It's allowing it to grow organically and, and become, you know, a stronger resource for people. Well, Jory, thank you ever so much for taking the time here. You've been very generous and yeah, the most important thing that I, I really want to get to the listeners to understand and convey is the message you're getting across. I mean, you know, if you and I would have had this conversation 10 years ago, we probably wouldn't have gone very far, but we've seen over the last decade or so how significant mental health is, the challenges people have in mental health, 
And, you know, there is no such thing as a person with a perfect life. You know, I'm convinced that people would say, well, my life is great and all this kind of thing. But really, you know, there are underlying elements that we all need help sometimes, you know, be it, you know, talking to somebody or, uh, if, you know, we need medication, we need to go to the doctor, whatever the case may be, there's always the need for help. I mean, we can't, we're not islands unto ourselves. We have to you know, have that connection with everybody else. So I commend you for what you're doing. I wish you the best of luck going forward with this. And, you know, we, we definitely will be staying in touch. And, and, you know, please keep talking to me about, you know, any new developments with Lift Advisor, et cetera. So, again, thank you ever so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I really appreciate the opportunity to share the message and, and help people. And uh, thanks so much. My pleasure. Dory, Dory Elliott's joined us today on the, the Racing Beat podcast. We'll be back with more right after this. All right. That concludes today's episode of the Racing Beat. My thanks to our guest, mental health and motorsports advocate, Jory Elliott. It was really a treat to speak with Jory, and if you need any help for yourself or a family member or friend, reach out to Jory at liftthevisor.com. That's L-I-F-T-T-H-E-V-I-S-O-R.com. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. I'm Jerry Bunkowski, and we'll catch you next time right here on The Racing Team. Take care, everybody. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.